we inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to AFA at the Core. Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach, with you this afternoon. Thanks for tuning in and joining us on this uh, wonderful, wonderful Tuesday. We are uh, excited because next week is Patriot Academy, our big national academy at the Texas State Capitol. We are taking over the Texas State Capitol with young people from all over the nation coming into town. We've got military veterans from all over the nation coming in. They'll take over the Senate chamber while the students are over on the House chamber. We'll have Constitution coaches sprinkled throughout the uh, Capitol complex and testifying in committees. It's going to be amazing, just absolutely amazing. The speaker lineup is off the charts. I mean, it, I'm just, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I'm a week away, actually not even a week away, five days away, and I'm already super excited and uh, looking forward to broadcasting to you here on American Family Radio from the Texas Capitol during Patriot Academy. So I'll be sharing a little bit of what's going on there and maybe some of what the, the speakers are sharing with us as well. But I'm just super excited about it and looking forward to an amazing week. I've told you, you know, many times I'm more optimistic than most people, I think, because of getting to be around these young people and see what God's doing with them, raising up that remnant, seeing that hope in the next generation. I mean, there's just something about a a 17 or 19-year-old or 22-year-old getting up and espousing the biblical values of limited government, individual liberties, free enterprise, and timeless truths, and talking about how to save the country. When you hear that out of the next generation, it's very different from an old guy like me. I mean, you just, you just, it, it gives you hope. So I'll be bringing you and sharing with you as much of that as I possibly can uh, over the next couple of weeks. Uh, both, you know, this week I'll, I'll talk about it leading into Patriot Academy and then from the Academy next week, the Leadership Congress at the Capitol. Uh, we'll do the same thing. So if you want to join me today, the phone number is 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. Really appreciate you listening to AFA at the Core. Today we're going to be talking about shots fired, and I'm talking vaccines and AR-15s, all right? <laughs> shots fired everywhere, uh, obviously with the vaccine. They they fired their best shots. I mean, it's the, it's the jab, it's the booster after booster after booster, and yet now we get the admission. I, I, I think maybe the admission of the entire quote-unquote pandemic, and, and if you've listened to me on this program at all, you know how I feel about uh, COVID as a, as a real threat, nearly killed my dad, uh, you know, you, boy, kicked my tail for two weeks I was down when I had it. Uh, it's nasty stuff. I mean, this is a, I believe, Chinese communist engineered virus that uh that that you know just zaps you i mean it takes away your will to even get out of bed and do anything it's an awful awful thing but it is not covid that has caused all the problems of the last two years it has been the overreaction of government it's been government's response that has created the problem we've dealt with far far worse viruses in our history i mean just even going back 100 years to spanish flu was 25 times more deadly than what we're dealing with with covid and we didn't do this nonsense we did for the last two years so it's 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 definitely been a a, a an overreaction of government that created all of the problems we're dealing with now including 
including that price you're paying at the pump right now. If you're getting sticker shock every time you go, I think it was it was over a hundred bucks to fill up my truck the other day. It's insane. Uh, if, if when you get that sticker shock, just know when you go to the grocery store and they try to tell you on on the evening news that it's only a nine point one percent inflation and yet you're paying twenty percent more at the grocery store. Uh, my uncle Charlie paying you know twice as much just for the baked beans, let alone the ribs and everything else that he cooks at uh, at his at his rib shack. Uh, that's that's not nine that's not nine percent inflation, folks. That's two hundred percent inflation that he's having to pay and then pass on, obviously, to folks that are lucky enough to eat his delicious ribs. I'm telling you, it is it is out of control and it is caused by government. This is not um, you know, just oh, it's just economics that just happened to happen. It's not Putin's fault, it's not Ukraine, it's not any of those things. It is government. And when I say government, I got. Let's just be honest, because I call it like I see it, and I, I'm an equal opportunity offender. I don't care if you're Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal, Daffy Duck Party, whatever you cut. I'm just going to speak principles. I'm just going to say the truth. I'm going to be like Patrick Henry in the founding era and say, you know, according to the magnitude of the subject, ought to be the freedom of the debate. And if I offend you, too bad. If I step on your toes, I apologize. My intent is to stomp on them. It's time to just speak truth and let the chips fall where they may. Now nah, you can speak truth with love. Yes, absolutely. So I'll say it. I love you and you're being an idiot. Okay, no, I try not to do it be, be that way. But I, I listen, this is how it works. Government creates these situations. And here's the truth. Here's the hard truth. It was Donald Trump's White House that started this nonsense. He empowered Dr. Burks and Dr. Fauci. We got to be honest. He put them out front day after day after day. Press conference after press conference after press conference. 15 days to slow the spread that turned into months and months and then years and years. So we got it. We got to admit that it was Donald Trump's White House that did the first COVID relief package. And then, of course, anytime you do that, anytime a Republican does this, Democrats are going to quadruple it and go even further. And so, of course, that's what Joe Biden did. And then Joe Biden took the things that Donald Trump's White House had suggested, things like masks, and then started mandating them. And like a good communist, uh, threatening you with your life and, and liberty and, and pursuit of happiness if you did not follow everything that they wanted. And so, of course, they quadrupled the spending. And, and, and now we're at like $10 trillion dumped on the market. That is, of course, going to create inflation. And when you combine that with paying people to stay home, don't go to work. Hey, don't leave your house. We'll pay you to stay home. Of course, that's going to cause supply chain issues. And of course, it's going to cause inflation. That's just obvious. And, and when I say this is the way it always happens, just go back to 2008. 2008, we have the housing crisis, right? It's always a crisis. That's what politicians want. They need the crisis in order to make you do what they want you to do. They need the crisis in order to justify themselves and to justify more spending and more programs because of they have all the solutions. So in 2008, housing crisis created by guess who? Government. Yep. Yep. That's right. Government created all of these programs saying we want everyone to have a house. It's just not fair that some people don't have a house and other people do. So, you know, socialism, which at Patriot Academy, if you say the word socialism, you'll hear the entire student body shout out is bad. Very, very bad because socialism is always bad. It never, ever, ever works. It destroys every country that ever adopts it. It's just the way of, of history. It's just facts. You just have to just have to accept that. But anyway, um, socialism, 2008, everybody's, oh, we feel bad because some people don't have a home. We want everyone to have a home. So government creates all these programs, starts just handing out money to people. Do you know they were loaning people 105% of the value of a home? Just, just compute that for a second. Let that sink in. 
If you say, hey, everybody, if you want a house and it's a $200,000 house, we'll give you we'll give you $210,000 so that you can have a little extra money for closing costs or for, you know, new couch in there or whatever. So you have zero skin in the game. Zero. You didn't have to put anything down. Who's not going to sign that document? Who's not going to take that loan and get into that house, no matter what the interest rate is? So, of course, millions of people did it. And government created the bubble that then came crashing down because what are you going to do if you have zero skin in the game and all of a sudden you can't make that payment? And then you can't make the next payment. And then you can't make the next payment. You just pick up and move. And that's what happened. And so you had all of these defaulted loans and then the housing crisis gets created. And then what does George W. Bush do? He comes out and he says, well, normally, normally I'm a free market kind of guy, but these are not normal times. And so government is going to bail out all of these companies, all of these insurance companies and mortgage companies and banks that made the loans. They made the deal. Now, granted, government bullied them, but they made the deal. They said, yeah, we'll take those high risk loans. We'll take the payoff. We'll... And then when it all went south, you paid them. You paid you bailed them out. I bailed them out. The ba- the small banks that didn't play the, the, the risky games and roll the dice and do all those things, they paid the price with all the new Chris Dodd regulations and all that. But it was George W. Bush, a Republican, that created those bailouts and said, I'm normally a free market guy, but these are not normal times. To which I said, and I served with George W. I he was governor when I was state rep. I enjoyed working with him. I think he was, you know, he was he was a great governor for Texas. And I I enjoyed working with him. And he's a nice guy and all that good stuff. But here's the deal, George. If it's not normal times, that's when your principles matter most. That's when it's most important to go to the Constitution. That's when it's most important to go to the basic liberty principles of limited government, individual liberties, free enterprise, and timeless truths. That's when it's most important to stick to your guns and say, you know what, this is going to hurt, folks. It's going to be painful. We're going to have a whole lot of people that go bankrupt. We're going to have companies that go bankrupt. We're going to have big insurance companies and big mortgage companies that are going to go bankrupt. And guess what? They'll learn a lesson from it. And the rest of the market will learn a lesson from it. And it might be really tough for a little while. But the market will correct in a good way. People will make more informed decisions. They won't take on things that they cannot afford. We'll learn from this and get better. But no, instead of doing that, which would have been good for everyone, instead of doing that, we said, oh, you did something stupid. That's okay. Hey, don't worry about that. We'll bail you out. Here, here's a, here's a few hundred billion dollars. We'll take care of your problem. Any parent out there knows how this works, right? If your kid does something rebellious or stupid or whatever it might be and you say oh honey don't worry about that i'll take care of the consequences of that for you don't 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 you worry your little self there you just keep having fun are they more or less likely to do the same stupid thing again everybody knows the answer to that they're they're gonna do it again they're gonna do it even more because we bailed them out and we didn't make them pay the consequences we didn't have allow them to learn from their mistake and that's exactly what happened in 2008 we bailed out all these companies and said oh don't you worry about that and then of course Republican bails them out. What does is, what is Barack Obama do just months later in 2009? It's like double down, baby, triple down, quadruple down. We're going to get we're going to bail out even more. We're going to spend even more. We're going to we're going to take the taxpayer, the hardworking taxpayers money and go bail out the people that made dumb decisions. So what the Republicans did foolishly, the Democrats doubled, tripled and quadrupled down. And that's exactly what happened with COVID. So so Trump's White House, Dr. Burks. Dr. Fauci, he should have fired them as soon as the 15 days to slow the spread was over, and they kept going. They played him like a fiddle. 
They played the, the American people like a fiddle. And now Dr. Burks admits it. Now she says, I knew the vaccine was not going to keep you from getting COVID and was not going to stop transmission. Oh, really? Oh, really? So let's play back all the videos of Dr. Fauci, Dr. Burks, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. Everybody saying now, we'll say Trump did not lie to the American people, at least. They lied to the American people. They lied to us and said, oh, this absolutely, if you get the vaccine, you will not get the virus. Absolutely, if you get the vaccine, you will not uh, spread the virus. All lies. All lies. And now they admit they knew it. It wasn't just we hope this doesn't happen. Now, granted, if we had actually done science and gone through the normal process, if we had talked about all the treatments and things that were out there that could have helped you with COVID, prevented COVID, gotten you over COVID faster, then you have natural immunity. And now they're finally admitting natural immunity is better than the vaccine. Now we know the vaccine wanes very quickly. And it's just it's all a pack of lies. And now they are even admitting it finally. And yet, even with their admissions, even with their admissions, they continue to push people out of the military, continue to push people out of their jobs because they won't get the jab. It's evil stuff. They still want to force it on kids. So even with all the truth coming out, they're doubling down, tripling down, quadrupling down. They will not admit. They will not admit. Now, Burks just kind of let it slip, but they will not admit what they have done. They probably never will. That's why they need to go to jail so that it doesn't happen again. I mean, I'm talking not just investigations. Fauci should not just lose his job and this massive pension that he's going to get. He ought to go to jail. And Republicans are saying that if they win the majority, then January 2022, let the hearings begin, that that they're going to do it, that they're going to go after him. They're going to actually investigate these things and go after the people that lied to the American people. So God bless them. More power to them. If they don't do it, I promise you uh, uh, they're going to lose the support of the American people uh, very, very quickly. So it's imperative that they do. Now, I said at the beginning of the segment, shots fired, vaccines and AR. So when we come back from the break, I'll tell you what I was thinking about on the ARs. I got to I got to share a little bit of, of what we've learned on a couple of these um, incidences that have happened in the last few weeks because it's been it's been a real lesson for us. So we're learning a lot about shots, both the vaccines and guns themselves. And there's a lot more to learn, and we're going to talk about it when we come back from the break. I'd love for you to call in and share your thoughts or your questions. 888-589-8840 is the phone number to call in. 888-589-8840. My name is Rick Green. I'm America's Constitution Coach. My organization is called Patriot Academy. We've been teaming up with American Family Association for years and years and years. And now getting the opportunity to team up with Walker Wildman on this program. AFA at the core. We'll be back in a moment. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. As Paul was incarcerated, facing imminent execution by Nero, he told Timothy perilous times were coming. Evil men and seducers would wax worse and worse. But he instructed Timothy to continue in what he knew to be true. Then he emphatically stated, preach the word. As darkness mounts and wickedness increases, you and I must continue to cling to God's holy word and yield to the lordship of Holy Spirit in our personal lives. And we must absolutely continue to preach the word. We have our orders. Let's magnify the king. 
Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. This is Raising Godly Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. Have you recently noticed your girl choosing her words differently? Maybe she substitutes, I'm getting help from my friends for, I cheated on my test. These subtle shifts in how your girl chooses to speak can be a sign of a deeper heart problem. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, let your yes be yes and your no be no. At the time, Jewish religious leaders would often speak one way and live another. The crux was to speak simply. Could this be similar to the shift in your girl? Set aside time to chat with her about how our speech reveals tension in the heart. Discuss Jesus' words with her and offer a gentle challenge for her to evaluate how choosing words either acknowledges her inner sin or skirts responsibility for her sin. Want to learn more? Read about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses, watching your hard-earned dollars just flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare has a new option called MediShare 65+. Plus. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's healthcare bills And it really is a community. People encourage and pray for each other. And MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B that fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. It's great for peace of mind. You can use your Medicare-approved doctor and get prescription savings, dental and vision savings. Very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're great to talk to on the phone. Here's the number. Call 833-45-BIBLE. That's 833-45-BIBLE. 833-45-BIBLE. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to AFA at the Core. Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach, with you this afternoon. The phone number to call in if you've got a question or a comment is 888-589-8840-888-589-8840. Shots are the topic today. We've been talking about the COVID vaccine and Dr. Burks letting it slip that she knew, which means Fauci knew. I think anybody with half a brain knew. Uh, this thing has not been, had not been tested, and now she's saying she knew it wasn't going to stop you from getting the infection or stop transmission, which kind of makes you think, what's the point here? Especially what's the point of forcing it on people? If you want to give people the options, kind of like the flu vaccine. If you want to do the flu vaccine, go for it. But don't make me do it or I lose my job uh, or I, you know, uh, get quarantined or whatever else. Anyway, that that is all, you know, that house of cards, I think, is beginning to fall. And certainly, as I mentioned earlier, if Republicans take the majority in 2022, we should not take that for granted, by the way. The, 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 the generic ballot number is is shrinking, and, and the advantage for Republicans that looked outrageously amazing uh, is now shrinking. And so, you know, listen, be, don't take it for granted. Everybody get out and vote. Find candidates you can support. This isn't very important for people to stay involved in the process. But if they do take the majority, they are saying that they will, in fact, investigate Dr. Burks, Dr. Fauci, all these folks. And as I said, I think they need to go. I think Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks, but Dr. Fauci did more damage 
to the United States of America than any other single individual in our history. I know that's a big statement. and I, I know people hear that and they're like, well, wait a minute. What about Hitler? Well, he wasn't an American, but uh, he did more damage to America than, than Hitler did to, to us uh, because think of all the people that died from suicides, from COVID, because he refused to acknowledge the treatments that were working like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and budesonide and all these other things. Uh, think of all the suicides, all of the the children that are now. Now he wants them to go another year without meeting in classrooms or having to mask up at school. The the communication challenges these kids are going to have, the 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 social uh, situations, the, the the just the behind in school because they you know they weren't used to to, to uh, doing this from home. I I think frankly homeschooling is the way to go. So uh, thankfully it tripled as a result of all this. So there's some positive that came out of it, but the negative is a vast majority of these kids are way behind. Uh, let alone just the domestic abuse, the 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 addictions, all of the things that absolutely can be laid at the feet of. Pope Anthony Fauci. He is the Pope of this COVID religion. He is the he is the one that 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 the people that anybody that'll drive in a car with a mask on by themselves is a zealot and 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 foolish, but a zealot and they worship Pope Fauci and whatever the man says. And so now he comes out and he wants us all to start masking up again, inside, outside, wherever you are, and just look at all the people. <laughs> just like sheep. Just just do exactly what he says as soon as he says it. They don't realize he's lied to the American people over. He admits he lied about the mask from the beginning. And yet, and yet, people still fall for this stuff. Folks, this is not shocking. I shouldn't sound so surprised. It's biblical. I mean, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. That's that's how it works. And so let's 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 move away from those shots. Let's move over to some other shots. And and I, I mentioned last Tuesday uh, a little bit about this Indiana Mall um, incident and I just want to put this in context because I, I I did part of a I did part of sorry about that I did I did a debate on um, what was it Friday with dr. Rashad Ritchie from the Young Turks and I love going on this guy's show I I, I know there's a lot of people on on our side that that don't enjoy the exchange with people from the other side I think it's important I think without civil discourse you get civil war I just believe that I, I think we see it happening in our country. People are so frustrated and 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 angry. And you can be righteously angry, by the way. Be angry and sin not. But, I mean, there's just because of the lack of discourse, because of the lack of debate, because of being canceled or not even allowed to speak your mind, that has built up a tension in our country that is incredibly uh, bad for us and, and, and dangerous and just unhealthy for the individual, but also for the culture itself. So I look for opportunities to have civil discourse, to engage the other side in, in the mental gymnastics of, of, of whatever the, the subject is. Making It forces me to have to articulate my position and what I believe is truth, and then it forces me to listen to the other person say what they believe is truth and, and to sharpen each other's countenance, to go back and forth. I, I You know what? If I'm wrong, I want to know. I mean, that's an important thing for you to ask yourself. If you were wrong, wouldn't you want to know? So I think discourse and debate is the only way that happens. You need other people to poke holes in your beliefs and your ideas, and you ha- and it makes you better. At, if, you, if you do have the truth, it'll make you better at defending that truth. If you don't, then you want to know and you want to have a be corrected in that and be able to to modify and sharpen your arguments and your belief system. And, and hey, listen, this will shock you. But you know what? There's been times in my life where I was wrong. No, no, really. I mean, I know you don't believe me, but I, but it's no, seriously, I'm, I'm wrong all the time. 
especially just ask my wife. I mean, I I mess things up or I get data. I, I, I get mixed up. And so I want people to sharpen me and I, I want to do better. So I'm doing this debate with Dr. Rashad Ritchie on Friday on the Second Amendment and on on uh, uh, concealed carry and constitutional carry and and all, all of these d- different issues out there. And 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 it made me really think about how this argument has been played out, this debate has been played out in living color for us in the last few weeks, unfortunately in a life or death kind of way. Because because what the left likes to do, and some people on the right too, they just throw out these platitudes that sound great, right? It's, and, and the one they're using right now, even Matthew McConaughey, the man that oozes more coolness just when he steps to the podium than any living human being on the planet. I will admit that. Matthew McConaughey is the essence of being cool. But the problem is he's what, you know, the, the, the communist would have called a useful idiot, meaning that he's being used by the left to get up there and parrot their positions on gun control. And so after Uvalde, he went to the White House and he does this, you know, emotional speech where he, you know, uh, I'm a gun, I'm a Second Amendment guy and I've hunted since a but can't we just keep the bad guys from getting guns? Oh, that sounds so great. I mean, it sounds even better coming out of his mouth, right? Because he's so cool and everything. But the platitudes don't work by themselves. I mean, let me give you one. Can't we just stop drunks from driving and killing 30,000 people a year? I mean, that sounds great, but you got to have ways to do it, and you're not going to stop all of them. You can reduce them by increasing your laws against drunk driving, increasing enforcement, having you know all these things we've done, like dropping a .08 or whatever, but you're not going to stop all drunk drivers. You can ban cars. You can... Get rid of highways, but that's about the only way that you would stop all drug drivers. Here's another one. We should stop the cartels from killing 100,000 Americans a year with fentanyl. Yeah, that's a great platitude. That sounds great. Now, how are we going to do it? Well, you got to make some big steps. you got to close the border, first of all, but they're still going to get some in. They're going to dig the tunnels. They're going to find ways to get some in. And then you got all these pieces of the puzzle that you have to put together, but you're not going to stop all of it. Can you reduce it? Absolutely. But now here's where it comes down to the policies that actually work or don't work. And so back to their platitude, can't we just, the one they're using now, can't we stop mentally ill people from committing mass murder? I'm all for that. I want to stop mentally ill people from committing mass murder. And so really the question is, how do you stop the carnage from mass murder events? How do you stop that carnage from from happening? Because if you go to Buffalo and and, and the racist dirt bag up there that, that that walks into that grocery store looking to kill as many black people as he as he can, he had five minutes to shoot up the place and, and kill as many people as he possibly could. In Tulsa, crazy guy goes into the hospital looking for that doctor he wants to kill, ends up killing four people. The police are three minutes behind him. That's it. They're right behind him. Just three minutes. It's three minutes too long, folks. You, you go to Uvalde, 76 minutes of mass murder. Now, compare those. Again, it's all playing out for us in living color. Compare those to West Virginia. I've mentioned it on this program many times. But the lady, day after Uvalde, takes out her handgun. Bad guy was going to kill with his AR-15, kill 40 people at this party. She stops him in his tracks in seconds. And then Sunday in Indiana. This, this kid, this 22-year-old kid, uh, uh, Elijah Dickon, he, in 15 seconds, responds and stops the bad guy who's probably would have killed at least dozens of people, maybe 100 people. He had had, had well over 100 rounds. Uh, no telling how many. I mean, it was fish in a barrel. It's a, you know, they didn't want guns in the mall. You know, these gun-free zones, 98% of the mass murder events happen in gun-free zones. But this kid, Elijah, has his Glock on him. Constitutional carry in Indiana had just gone into effect just two weeks before. And in 15 seconds... He takes out his handgun, 
He fires 10 times at the bad guy, hits him eight times. They say he hit him even with the first round, the first shot he hits him from 40 yards away. That's incredible, folks. I do training all the time. We've trained 5,000 people in our handgun courses at, at, at Patriot Academy that we do called Constitutional Defense. We train with the best of the best out there. I'm telling you, that is remarkable what this kid did. And, and I bring the story back up today. I know we talked a little bit about it last Tuesday, but I bring it back up today because, first of all, we found out it was 15 seconds, which is just, just blows my mind, an 8 out of 10. But think about what it proved for us in, in that moment. Number one, it proved that, again, as my article said a, few, a couple weeks ago, proximity is the most important factor in stopping the carnage of a mass murder event. you got to have somebody in the... Uh, location, either in the classroom, the teacher being armed, in this case, a citizen being armed. Most of the time, it needs to be a citizen that is armed, not a police officer or a security guard. The bad guy knows to take them out immediately. Concealed carry is critical. So he didn't know that Elijah had this weapon. He didn't know, uh, uh, you know, who did or didn't. And so the more you have open carry, the more of a disadvantage the bad guy has. So constitutional carry, very, very important proximity very very important the fact that elijah ignored the sign on the door that said he couldn't carry very very important and then the last one magazine capacity all of these i try to say this as nice as i can all of these intellectually challenged that's how we'll say it all of these intellectually challenged legislators that want to pass these magazine maximum capacity magazines they don't want quote-unquote high capacity magazines they don't even know what a high high capacity is normal capacity it's regular capacity but they want you to have only eight rounds or sometimes they'll say 10 rounds is okay well if you only had an eight round limit is elijah able to stop the bad guy in indiana or or not we don't know but he obviously needed 10 rounds to stop the threat. So you want to limit the good guy. What if he had needed 16 rounds? What if he had needed 20 rounds? You should not limit the good guy at all. These people that pass these high-capacity magazine limits and yada, 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 by the way, they're so foolish. They actually, when they were passing the one in Colorado, one of the legislators there that was pushing this, she said, uh, somebody asked her, well, what happens uh, to all the high-capacity magazines that are already out there? And she said, well, once they shoot, uh, at the range with that high capacity magazine, it, it, you can't use it anymore. It'll be gone, and so eventually they'll get rid. Can you believe that? If you know anything about guns, you know a magazine. You just reload the thing. But that's these people are so full. They have no idea what they're doing, and yet they're passing laws regulating something they know nothing about. That's just foolish, and it puts the law-abiding citizen at a disadvantage. Thankfully, Indiana did not do that, and thankfully, Elisha was able to save potentially a hundred lives at that Indiana mall. So that's, I think, just such an important story to tell. If you want to stop the carnage of mass murder events, it's real simple. Gun-free zones equal more death and carnage. Armed citizens equals saved lives. It's that simple. That's how it works, folks. That's what we need to be pushing for is more armed citizens trained and carrying. Okay, I got a little excited there. Let's get to the phones. I got several people already been waiting. Uh, phone number is 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. First caller of the day is Joyce in Louisiana. Joyce, welcome to the program. What's your comment or question? Go ahead, Joyce. I think I got you. Hey, it's Joyce. Thanks for calling in. Um, I'm a Texas native, and uh, I'm just passing through Louisiana, and I was listening in on y'all's uh, station, and uh, I couldn't agree with you more on probably like 70% of what you say. Um, the only thing is about the whole abortion issue. 
Um, I've read so many articles just recently how um, there's newborn babies uh, getting uh, beat to death by their own really, really young parents. You know what I mean? And I feel like that can be prevented like an actual human baby. Uh, you know what I mean? Like being hurt, you're say- physically you're- hurt. Are you saying that you would rather the baby have been a... Well, first of all, I have not heard a single story uh, of a baby being beat to death by young parents um, since the Dobbs decision happened. Now, does that happen? Yes, because there's evil in the world and and, and that kind of thing happens uh, around the planet once in a while. But it is, it, is, it is rare. So I'm not sure where you're reading these stories, but I haven't seen a single one. I'm not saying it hasn't happened. It probably has happened. Uh, since Dobbs uh, occurred with 330 million people and, 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 a, and a culture void of right and wrong and being taught all these terrible things that we're taught and that anything's okay and if it's okay to kill the baby in the womb, why not kill it after it's born? That That's kind of the philosophy out there. So I, I get it. It could have happened. But even even if that did happen, are you saying you would rather keep abortion and go ahead and, and allow for millions of babies to be killed in the womb in order to not have the one or two that this might have happened to not killed after they came out of the womb i just want to make sure i understand what your concern would be when when people take these opportunities into consideration they're thinking long term like they're thinking like okay i'm 15 years old um this kid's gonna grow up in poverty he's he might develop uh some sort of mental disorder or anything like that like it's just sometimes it's just the best option. Mm. No, I, I, well, Joyce, I mean, listen, is it the best option, though? Would you rather kill the baby or give the baby up for adoption to somebody else that could raise it? Because I understand the concern. If you've got a 15-year-old that's pregnant, of course they're going to think about all those things you're talking about. But shouldn't we be encouraging that 15-year-old to say, hey, don't kill your baby. Let your baby live. Give life to that baby. And there are plenty of parents, trust me, there are plenty of parents out there that would want to take that baby and raise that baby to, to, to have a have a wonderful life. So wouldn't you rather that baby find life with, with other parents than be, be killed in the womb? But how many people do you know adopt children? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Millions. No kidding. I mean, oh, I could share so many adoption stories of even friends of mine. That, that, that have been able to, uh, to, to raise a child that, that they couldn't get pregnant. Or they maybe had five kids of their own, but they were willing to take that baby in in order to give it life. Uh, trust me, I don't know what your sources are, George, but I want to encourage you to listen to this program more and more and more. Listen to this entire network, and you will hear amazing adoption stories and amazing opportunities for life. I promise you, it's a much better option. And the women's pregnancy centers out there, they, 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 they will step up and help. I got a, I got a, I got a hard break here. Joyce, God bless you. I'm so glad you listened today, and I so appreciate you asking this question. We'll talk a little bit more about it when we come back from the break. Stay with us, folks. You're listening to AFA at the Core. A baby's cry. It's the sound of God's gift of life that began at conception. The church needs to speak out on the sanctity of life, but believe it or not, there are those in the church who disagree. Dr. Michael Brown says the early church was always clear. Abortion is sinful. His article, What the Early Church Said About Abortion, will stir us to unite on that fact, but it also reminds us of God's mercy and forgiveness. You can read this article at afa.net slash the stand.
What does the American Family Association stand for? AFA upholds the truth that all human beings, including the unborn, are created in the image of God and are worthy of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation Thank you for standing with us. In this time, we celebrate that Roe v. Wade has been overturned with great joy. Roe v. Wade has been responsible for the slaughter of over 63 million babies. Now the decision to abort a child will be left in the hands of the states, and sadly, abortion will continue in the most liberal states. Over the past 16 years, Preborn has positioned their clinics in the top abortion cities where 50% of abortions take place. Preborn's work of saving babies' lives will continue at an even greater level as they fight Planned Parenthood and now defend their centers from the radical hate groups who want Want nothing more than to shut them down. Preborn's response is entirely dependent on you, the pro-life community. Would you consider a tax-deductible gift of any size? Your gift will save babies' lives and help keep preborn centers safe so they continue their life-saving work. To donate, dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 baby. Or go to preborn.com. Here's Steve Russo with Real Answers. Our lives are bombarded with distractions, text messages, TikTok reels, emails, stuff to clean around the house, blah, blah, blah. You can try to ignore them, but it doesn't help. Distractions can build up and make you cranky, stressed out, and unfocused. We need to get serious about them. Things won't get any better until we want to change. God's Word offers some practical advice in dealing with life's distractions in Proverbs 4, 25-26. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. A simple way to start focusing is to turn off some of the notifications on your phone and turn on your Do Not Disturb setting at times. Mobile phones are great, but they can be a huge source of distractions. For information on books and other resources by Steve Russo, check out his website at realanswers.com. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to AFA at the Core. Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach, with you this afternoon. Phone number to call in is 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. We're going to go back to the phone lines. I want to thank Joyce uh, from Louisiana for, or from Texas, uh, driving through Louisiana for for calling in. And, 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 you know, her questions are, I mean, that's exactly what so many people have been told in America, that, that back alley abortions and they're going to beat their kids, all of these evil things are going to happen. I mean, first of all, just think about what happens in the womb. Think about how they tear the baby to pieces in the womb and take that life in the womb. Is that not just as bad as killing a baby after it's born? It's still the death of that baby. And so finding one or two stories, and I'm not even sure there's one or two uh, as as what Joyce has been, been told, but that propaganda is definitely out there. I'm not saying Joyce is being dishonest. I'm saying she's been lied to about how often those types of things happen. Uh, there's no doubt that, I mean, even in, in here in Texas, I remember us passing a bill when I was in the legislature um, to to um, save babies that, that were, I mean, babies were literally left in trash cans. I mean, all kinds of awful things because 
young moms or whatever, or you know, in bad situations, didn't know what to do and didn't have people in their life encouraging them to go to a women's pregnancy center that's there ready to serve. I mean, part of the reason we donate to these centers and 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 support these places is because they save so many lives and they truly come alongside the mom. And there's there's there's, there's I forget the numbers. I, I was just looking at this a few days ago. It's two hundred seventy million dollars. Uh, are are given out in resources to at pro life pregnancy centers and, and maternity homes just in 2019 alone. Two million women helped. Um, so so there's so much done out there, and and I just think the propaganda has broken through, and that's part of the danger of our our echo chambers where we only hear from one side. And so that's why I really wanted to encourage Joyce to to listen to American Family Radio and hear some of these programs and get some of the facts and the data and then decide for yourself. But really, need you definitely, Joyce, need more, more information, and it is available out there. Let's save lives, not take more lives. Okay, second uh, call for us today. I know I'm getting uh, late into the program and just now getting to the second call, so I apologize to the folks that have been waiting on, on hold. I get carried away sometimes. But let's go to Chris in Ohio. Chris, how you doing? Uh, tell us what you're calling in about today. Hi. Yes, sir. First of all, I agree with everything you're saying, and you keep up the good work. You're doing a great job. Well, thank you, man. Yes. Well, sir, I was a Vietnam veteran. I retired from law enforcement, and I am, my wife and I, we will be married 50 years this in a month. Congrats. uh, Yes, and she's still, now, we do everything organically, sir, like God put Adam and Eve in a garden. So we follow his rules like my grandfather and his family, my dad and his family. So we're still doing the same thing. And guess what? Nobody gets sick, Rick. Nobody took a flu shot. Nobody took any of these shots. We stayed healthy, but garlic, raw, organic garlic. I grow a lot of it, and everybody that I let use that, nobody caught that COVID virus. Mm. Nobody. It works. His he had the antibiotics that God created for us. There's cinnamon, ginger root, raw garlic, grown the proper way, like He intended from the Garden of Eden. It, but you got to stay away from all these sugary, processed foods. You, you got to eat the raw apple instead of the apple pie. Uh, pie. Yeah. So, yeah. Believe no, go ahead, Rick. Yes, all these. This is why people's. I am a nutritionist and a herbalist. And I'm telling you, what knocks people's immune systems down is all this sugary stuff. It will knock you, one piece of apple pie will knock your immune system down 40%, and it takes three days for your liver to detox it and get it out of your system. So what you're doing is people are they're they're uh, depleting their immune systems, and that's why there's so few of us that actually never took none of these shots. I don't even go to the VA for a checkup. My eyes are perfect, and I'm 74 years old. No hearing aids, can hear a pin drop. And so where was I at today? Out picking food out of the gardens. And my wife cooks everything. We don't go out to eat. She cooks everything. Now, she was 95 pounds, Rick, when we got married 50 years ago. She weighs 95 pounds today. Wow. Yes, yes, but she won't cook none of this stuff. No what? pies, no cakes, no pastries. But when I heard you talking about uh, all this about Dr. Fauci, and believe me, I sent information like this two years ago right to our government officials, the health departments, gave them 
samples of what I used. And you know what? Their answer, we got to listen to Dr. Fauci. Wouldn't <laughs> I know, I know. No, yeah. the, the, the foolishness uh, of, of not at least trying other things, right? It, it, when you're dealing with something like what we were dealing with, at least be willing. You know, I'm, I'm blessed to, to, to have people in my life that have taught me the very same things that, that you're talking about. My wife's a great uh, researcher. I call her Dr. Green, even though she's not a doctor. And so, I mean, we knew very quickly that vitamin D and zinc and garlic and the very things that you're talking about were, were the best line of defense. So I was still traveling around the country doing events, but I was taking all, all of these good things. I, I wish I could eat as good as what you're talking about. In fact, if you would please ask the wife, y'all could move to Texas and live next door to us, I would love to eat from your garden. Uh, because uh, there's no doubt that what you're saying is, is 100% right. I was trying to remember the author of this book called None of, None of These Diseases. And it's basically saying if you follow the Levitical laws and you do things God's ways, God's way, you won't get all of these diseases. And, and, and of course, you know, we're, we're spoiled in America. We, we have so many you know things that that are knockoffs, but they taste good. And uh, and uh, anyway, I agree with everything that that you're saying, and 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 I know that's the way to be healthy and and to get more people healthy, and to and to and to, I mean that's why our healthcare system is broken like it is because uh, you know we don't take care of our bodies. We put all this junk in our bodies. We we expect some pill or or shot to save us. And and uh, you know frankly, I mean you really want to open up the can of worms on this thing. Look at what Tucker Carlson's doing right now on the psychotropic drugs and and pointing out the danger. Of that and I can tell you virtually every mass murder event when you've got an 18 year old kid or a 16 year old kid involved in that they're on some kind of psychotropic drug and it's rewiring their brain and it's causing a lot of what's what's happening out there so there's well we could go down a lot of a lot of rabbit holes on some of this stuff but Chris I appreciate your call I, I couldn't agree with you more on what you're saying now we'll go to Hannah in Ohio we're stuck in Ohio I'm not sure that's bad I like Ohio all right Hannah what you calling in about Hi, I just wanted to rebuttal from Joyce, your first caller. Um, I was that statistic. I grew mm. up in poverty. I was a teen mom. And then I delivered a stillborn in 2016. So, you know, I think what she is referencing is to these stories is, you know, there has been some. I've read some. And as a mom, it, it curdles my blood to hear of another mom doing that to a child. But postpartum depression is a big thing that you know you don't really hear about while you're pregnant like i've had my doctor tell me about it but that was it they would just tell me about it there's there's no resources for postpartum depression and i i think that's what leads to these infants being harmed mm. but you know to hear her say that you know they're going to grow up in poverty that's like saying my life i should have been aborted because I grew up in poverty. My mom was a single mom of two. Yeah. And I came from poverty and it's not easy to get out of it, but it's possible. Yeah. You got to keep your nose to the grindstone and work hard and you can get out of it. You got to get out well, of the victimhood mentality and and who's to say that life in poverty is not better than no life at all. I mean, goodness, I I came from a I mean, my dad didn't even have running water in, uh, until he was 16. You know, dirt floors. Uh, you know, I'm talking poorest of the poor in, in uh, you know, in the hills. And, and you know, I, I thank God that he, he didn't think life's not worth living just because I'm poor. And, and, and like you said, and he, and, and he did break out of it. But, man, I got, I got friends and, and, and relatives that, that live very meager lives, but they still have joy. They still they still, you know, have community. They, you know, so I, I think you're right. I, I agree with what you're saying, Hannah. And I just, I, I think sometimes we put that emphasis on 
monetary things. And and because we live in such a blessed society where we do have so much abundance, we think life without that abundance is not worth living. And that's not true at all. Um, there's still great value in life. Life is not about monetary things and materialistic things. They're nice to have. Like my one of my mentors, Zig, always said, I've had money. And I've not had money. And trust me, it's a whole lot better to have money. So that, there's no doubt about that. But it doesn't mean life's not worth living or that that beautiful uh, baby is not worth bringing into the world, even in difficult circumstances. Uh, great call, Hannah. I appreciate you calling in and, and, and sharing your story as well. And, and on the postpartum, agreed. I mean, there um, there's no doubt that's a, that's real. I've I, you know we, we've seen it in friends and family, and 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 it's actually a lot more common than what we talk about. And and so I do think addressing it head on and 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 teaching moms early on about that uh, so they know what to expect is a is a big part of helping to prevent the the um, traumatic situations from actually happening. So good call, Hannah. Appreciate you calling in. Steve in Iowa is next. Steve, go ahead, man. Steve, you with us? Hello. Hey, I hear you. Go ahead, man. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Uh, First thing, you should remember that the recipe for all Marxist takeovers is to get the guns away from the people first. That's right. Okay. And the most next thing to remember and repeat every day in your program, okay, Mao Zedong said, all power goes out of the barrel of a rifle. Mm. He wants, so the Marxists want to have guns and they want to make darn sure we don't. So all of these things that are happening, that the people are dancing around the, the corner, they all come to one thing, getting the guns away from the people. Yeah, man. Uh, I, l- listen, I'll just give you a couple of quotes uh, from the Founding Fathers. I, I couldn't agree with you more, Steve. Uh, look, St. George Tucker, a you know, very important Founding Father, ended up being one of the most important judges and, 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 and uh, law professors in our history. He said, the right of self-defense is the first law of nature. In most governments, it's been the study of rulers to confine this right within the narrowest limits possible. And then here's what he said that I think applies to what we're f- dealing with right now. Wherever the right of the people to keep and bear arms is prohibited under any color or pretext whatsoever, liberty, if not already annihilated, is on the brink of destruction. Judge Zephaniah Swift said self-defense or self-preservation is one of the first laws of nature. No man ever resigned it upon entering society. Uh, You look at Joseph Story, father of American jurisprudence, the right of the citizens to keep and bear arms has justly been considered the palladium of the liberties of a republic. In other words, he's saying this is the protector of all of our other liberties, and here's why. It's exactly what Steve just said. It offers a, set, a, quote, strong moral check against the usurpation and arbitrary power of rulers and will enable the people to triumph over them. Over and over again, the Founding Fathers talked about the fa- fact that the Second Amendment was not about hunting. It was about self-defense in the moment, but also self, self-defense against a tyrannical government. Steve is 100% right. And that's why even if you don't like guns or haven't ever been trained and don't own a gun and, and, and maybe you're even afraid of them, trust me, come, come through our class, you will no longer be afraid of them. But even if that's you, you should still support the right of other citizens to train and be armed to defend themselves and defend you and to keep a potentially tyrannical government at bay. That's why Joseph Story went on to say there's certainly no small danger that indifference, that might be you, you may be indifferent to this, but he said that may lead to disgust 
and disgust to contempt and thus gradually undermine all the protection intended by this clause in our National Bill of Rights. What he's saying is, you may think, oh, I don't care about this issue, or it's no big deal to me, or whatever, but then you see all these stories, and they blame the gun. It's the gun's fault. It's the AR-15. It's that mean-looking gun. It's these weapons of war, yada, yada, yada. And they blame this inanimate plastic or metal object, and you move from indifference to disgust. You're like, can't they just keep these guns out of the hands of the bad guy? And you start buying into the Matthew McConaughey simple-minded uh, uh, platitudes. And then that leads to contempt. And then you're willing to undermine this palladium of all of our other protectors. We've got to be smarter than that. We've got to think through this. And we've got to understand the nature of man and why the laws of nature and nature's God are so important. Fantastic call, Steve. Appreciate you calling in on that. Philip in Texas. Philip, thanks for calling in. You'll be our last call of the day. What you got, brother? Yeah, to me, uh, the Constitution is the most important uh, document ever produced in this world. And it was definitely uh, inspired by God. And, uh, you know, they need to quit talking about God and that stuff in the, in the schools and down in religion. If they're going to teach anything, teach good stuff not bad things towards religion and towards Christianity and stuff. And, uh, well, Philip, I, I, I certainly, yeah, man, I, I, I gotta, I gotta cut you off cause we only got about a minute left here, but I, I, I couldn't agree more that the constitution's amazing. I wouldn't say it's the greatest document ever written. I think the Bible is the greatest document, uh, that we could ever get our hands on and has all the answers for life, but the constitution embodies biblical principles. So it took things from the Bible. That's why the founders talked about this over and over again. They would trace clauses in the Constitution directly to Scripture. So they were basically creating a government document based on a religious document because they knew, as George Washington said, religion and morality are indispensable supports of political prosperity. So if the nation's going to be prosperous and free and have abundance, it has to have biblical values. It has to have religion and mor morality at the heart of it. So I think we got to teach both. you got to teach the Constitution, and you got to teach what the Bible says about how to treat your neighbor and how to form a society. And we should do that in our schools for sure. But you can also do it in your home. You can do it at your church. Take our Biblical Citizenship in Modern America course. You can get it at patriotacademy.com. It's free. Take that class for free. Sign up as a coach for free and help educate people in your community. You can be the catalyst for a restoration of biblical values and constitutional principles. So thankful that you listened today. Thanks for joining us on AFA at the Core. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.